At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Sports betting landscape from coast to coast. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back in. We continue with Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Saturday afternoon from our Circus Sportsbook studio alongside Amal Shaw. I'm Ben Wilson. Thanks to Elliot Bauman, producer behind the glass, and Andrew Ingold, our technical director, uh, Jeff Jens in the house, Mikhail Miranda, who you hear on, uh, on Racing Lines. He's also in the house today. Big F1 race. Uh, tomorrow there, I'm also. Where's that taking place at? I have no idea. <laughs> Austria? Mikhail, you can let me know if that's right. I think it's in Austria. Okay. Sounds good. I was right. Apparently, I'm right. Look, I only have so I can only, my brain only has so much room for European sports, and like tennis takes up so much of that. And then there's the soccer, and it's like, I just don't have time for F1. I'm sorry. I, I'm I with you on that. Can't cover everything. That's why you should listen to Racing Lines, which Mikhail and uh, Wes Reynolds record every single week. New episode uh, out right now. Two games in progress at this moment, of all on the Major League Baseball card. Maybe some in-game opportunities. We'll see. Probably not in the one game. White Sox all over the Tigers, 6 nothing. They, they scored three in the first and the second innings. 6 nothing into the bottom of the six. Sox in a bounce-back spot today with Johnny Cueto on the mound. And he has been masterful in this one as about a $1.60 favorite. Yeah, and it's important for the White Sox to get eating, uh, innings eaten here because they've got a doubleheader coming up next week against the Guardians. Um, you know, the Guardians and the, and the White Sox, these guys are playing so many games to make up for some of the weather delays they had in April and May that you need somebody to eat some innings in games like this. They've got a 6 nothing lead with runners on the corners with one out in the bottom of the sixth. Um, you know, you feel pretty good, so you want to get Cueto as much as you can in this game and then try to minimize what your bullpen is because you've got a critical division series coming up against a, a head-to-head team who is ahead of you in the standings at this point in time. That's a great point you make, and Cueto has been uh, exceptional. Only 79 pitches through six oh, innings wow. so far. Four hits scattered, just five strikeouts. Uh, the, just 
it's a Tiger team. You see, certain days of the Tigers lineup, they just don't really, you know, it's really no challenge, as, as weird as that is to say for a major league roster, but you're, it just kind of is. It's funny. The Tigers don't strike out a ton compared to how poor they are offensively, but mm-hmm. this is a team that does struggle, even though they've won six in a row right now. That takes them to 36 and 47. Tells you how poorly they were playing prior to that. Um, but you're right. 79 pitches is impressive. You know, 11 below what you would say the target number is of 15 per inning. I would love it if the White Sox get him through about 110 pitches and get through eight innings because, again, you've got that big schedule coming up next week or this week coming up. Uh, on Monday, they've got a doubleheader against the Guardians. Or, excuse me, on Tuesday. So mm-hmm. I want to keep as That's many. That's a great point. And yeah. they, I believe, just added another one as well. So seven zip. Uh, that is creeping toward that eight and a half total there pregame. So that might be a sweat uh, if, you, if you took w- whether it was over or under yeah. uh, in that one. Curious, too, we talked kind of in-game strategy here, Mullen, in a number of different uh, varieties, but – Looking at this game specifically, Phillies, Cardinals, two teams who have struggled at times in the back end of their bullpen, uh, heavy bullpen usage as well from Philadelphia the last couple of nights. Nothing, nothing game. We're in the top of the seventh. Dakota Hudson was very, very good after a couple of outings in a row where he had uh, been, been, I mean, borderline unusable. But <laughs> they go out there today and, and Hudson, six innings, uh, looking at his final numbers, scatters two hits, couple walks, four strikeouts. They leave it to Hennessy Cabrera, who's gotten the first two outs here in the top of the seventh. And uh, on the other side as well, Kyle Gibson is only scattering two hits as well. Been very good in his six innings of work. Any angles you look at in, in games like these where you have really good starting pitching, we know the bullpens are, are somewhat shaky, and you see the way the, the live odds are reflected there. Nothing, nothing game. Four hits combined between these two teams as we're nearing stretch time. Yeah, I, I'll be honest with you, Ben. At this point in time in the game, I would only bet whoever the underdog is because I think it's a complete toss-up. You could go either way. You could sit there and say, well, excuse me, the St. Louis bullpen is better. Correct. But mm-hmm. if we get through the ten, ninth inning and you go to the tenth inning, and it's a scenario where you've got that go, excuse me, ghost runner on second base, it gives you such an edge in terms of if you can just put the ball in play, regardless of how good or bad a bullpen is. So for me, I think you look at an underdog. And by the way, both of these teams have been so dominant from a pitching standpoint today. There was a um, leadoff walk in the top of the second for the Phillies. Other than that, the two hits that the uh, the Phillies have had have come with two outs. Uh, Cardinals had a uh, hit with two outs as well. So. Really a challenge. Nobody's been able to get anything going. If you had an under, this is probably one of the best unders you could have in your life. You got a um, scoreless game in the top of the seventh with two outs yeah. and four hits. I, I think you're feeling pretty good at, uh, at the current moment. Yeah. And we talked earlier, and we'll have an additional MLB divisional uh, discussion coming up in a little bit. But as you, we talked about them all, for the Cardinals, if you were backing them right now, and you said the price certainly intrigues you at this point in the NL Central, the pitching has to be there. And you yeah. need you need some sort of consistency Dakota Hudson, his last three starts entering play today, 13 and a thirds innings combined, 14 earned runs. It's, yeah. just, it's been horrible. But that's a guy who they like they are counting on to be a legit second starter, maybe even an eventual ace, depending on how the injury concerns work out with Jack Flaherty. Yeah, you want to pay attention to Flaherty if you're going to look at the St. Louis Cardinals from a betting perspective. Right now we see the current odds of plus 195 on them to win the division. Not far off from where the division had started previous to uh, – the season getting going, and right now three and a half games back. More importantly, though, four in the loss column. Uh, they have played uh, right now one uh, few, excuse me, one extra game compared to Milwaukee. So they'll still have some opportunities to make up some ground there. But you know, I know it's not a big deal at three and a half games with as much time as we have left, Ben. But by next week, you know, most teams will be at about ninety games, ninety plus games. So season starting to wind down a little bit, and you start looking up and you say, okay, how many opportunities do we have against these opponents? And right now, the Brewers and the Cardinals are only slated to play, I believe it's five more times the rest of the year. 
Yeah, and the strength of schedule, too. And this is part of what we were talking about earlier, where these are two teams who get a lot of Reds, Pirates, Cubs down the stretch. I believe, and I'll double-check this in a second, but at least going into yesterday, strength of schedule, I believe the Brewers and Cardinals were 28th and 29th in hardest strength of schedule. So they they basically have uh, cakewalks the rest of the way. That'll be interesting, too, because a lot of books will release the in adjusted in-season win totals here in about a week or two which becomes very fascinating how you handicap teams like that. Yeah, I've seen some as we're progressing right now consistently being adjusted, so some opportunities there as well if you like it. I'm totally with you. That, yeah. That's kind of, again, it's that period of the summer where we're trying to find value on different things, and you know, you can, you can I think, certainly find stuff, especially once you get into these, uh, these ruts for it, it, you know, varying MLB situations, depending on what you still have to come down the stretch. Yeah, I'm looking at this total in this Cardinals game, and I, I just didn't like it at all. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I tend to be probably an 80-20 under player in baseball, but, uh, boy, you talk about a great game having an under on. Oh. I mean, you've never had a threat. There was, Nine, there's been one runner that's reached second base the entire game. Nobody's even reached third base. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, those are the kinds of games. You now, if you got the over, you're like, what a nightmare. Uh, yeah, well, it's at least a, it's kind of like my uh, my A's team total under bet I played on Tuesday, mm -hmm. where Alec Manoa was on the mound. I lost the bet in the first inning. It was like, well, I lost, but at least it was over in 12 minutes, which might be the quickest MLB bet I've ever lost. That was a full game bet. I remember one year the Mariners were playing the White Sox. This is when I think it was all one when the Mariners had their great run, and um, Brett Boone and company they scored 10 runs in the first. I was like, this is the best over bet of my life. They scored, they, they took the game over in the first inning, top of the first. Now you're like, you start checking the radar. You're like, is there any rain right. in the area? Yeah, That's you it. just got to finish the game. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Uh, that, uh, we've all been there yeah. in, in certain varieties. Just to, because I did want to look that up. Brewers, fourth easiest strength of schedule. Cardinals, second easiest rest of the year. White Sox, easiest strength of schedule. Really? The White Sox have the easiest? Easiest, yeah. Interesting. And who who's right there in between them? Or is that you said they're 28 and 29? Uh, Brewers 27, Cardinals 29, White Sox 30, Houston okay. 28. Oh, so the Astros will be able to go over their total. That's that's interesting yeah. on the White Sox. So something to pay attention to because they're right now around 180 to $2 to win the division. And with this Minnesota bullpen collapsing every other day, mm -hmm. there's always going to be an opportunity there, it seems like. I do the, the run line show we have every Sunday night with Adam Burke, who writes daily MLB columns for mm -hmm. us. And he, I, we had this discussion last week, and he said, if the White Sox fired Tony La Russa tomorrow, the first thing I would do is bet the White Sox to win the division, the, set, the AL pennant, and the World Series. You can get great odds. You can get probably 16-1 to 1 on them to win the pennant. The Yankees and the uh, Astros are such prohibitive favorites. I, I just yeah. don't believe anybody in the American League is a contender. Maybe Toronto, who's 6-1, to 1, and the reason is the pitching. When you look at the pitching of the Yankees and the um, Houston Astros compared to everybody else, Who's the frontline starter? I know Minnesota has pitched extremely well this year, probably far better than anticipated. But who's the guy you go, wow, I, that guy's taking the ball in game one? I mean, you're you're fired up about unless it. Unless Chris Archer turns the clock back like a decade, and even even then, I don't, even, I don't even know. Uh, Chris Archer, to me, is just not a guy I want taking the bump unless I'm looking <laughs> to bet an over. That, that, that's, I think, a very, <laughs> a very fair point as well. Again, more divisional discussion uh, still to come. Uh, that and White Sox also just made it eight nothing. So that game up, uh, you, you need one more run to go over there. Cueto and the Sox up eight zip, going to the top of the seventh. So for the next maybe twenty minutes or so, I'm all will start getting into our, our NFL offseason preseason discussion here, mm -hmm. which uh, very fascinating. This time of year, we start to formulate our opinions, and one of the the topics we'll look at today, at least, are these teams that are perceived to be right on the playoff bubble, at least coming into this year. We have a group of teams that made the playoffs last year, but they are favorites to miss the playoffs this year. So we, we the perception in the market is that there will be a regressions back downwards this year. And then there are also the teams that had down seasons in 2021 20, uh, that are expected to bounce back, make the playoffs this year. So 
Let's look first of all at the uh, quartet of teams here. Arizona Cardinals made the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. They are uh, with all of the Kyler Murray, DeAndre Hopkins off the field issues. DeAndre Hopkins, the sixth game suspension to start the year. They are basically a pick em right now. No is slightly favored at minus 115. New England Patriots were a team that made a wild card who are a plus 135 dog to get back there this year. Las Vegas Raiders under a new coach in Josh McDaniels, plus 180. Pittsburgh Steelers, 3-1 to one as well. Now, of, of these four teams, what, do, what jumps out at these odds to you as far as uh, teams that were in last year? Certainly favored to not be in the picture when we get to the playoffs this year. So we have seven teams in each uh, conference going to make the postseason. I tell you what, I like the uh, Steelers at the no at minus $4. I know it sounds like a high price. No quarterback situation that's cemented there. You got Kenny Pickett, Mason Rudolph. I mean, it, it's pretty wide open in terms of who the starter's going to be. I think there's going to be a big drop-off in terms of them offensively. But I just think they're in a very competitive division with Baltimore being healthier, Cleveland, Cincinnati. And then you go and look at the AFC West. You could have three teams out of that division that are in the postseason. So the number of slots and opportunities seem like it's going to be really small when you look around the rest of the league. It's funny how you, you bring that up, and we've, especially with the expanded playoffs, we've yeah. had this discussion of, oh, well, there's so many different possible outcomes where you could get one of those seven. But on the flip side, when the talent pool is as distributed as it is in the yeah. AFC, especially this year, it kind of negates the whole, well, there's an extra team. Yeah, but there you could make the case there could be seven to eight really, really solid teams above them this year. I completely agree with you. Uh, AFC South, you could have two potential teams between Tennessee and Indianapolis. And then on the flip side in the AFC East, is Miami going to make a push or is it New England? We'll see. We'll discuss a couple more of these teams on the break. And then uh, when we return as well, talk about teams who missed the playoffs last year, favored to get back there in the final 14 this year. That is next. Update the baseball as well when we return here on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, 
but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betty Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. We continue from our Circus Sportsbook Studios, Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Solo homer and all for Chris Bryant. one nothing Rockies there, top of the first. And you just kind of wonder, like, mad bum, will the, is the regression finally going to happen? But he serves up a guy who's still pitching at a sub-4 ERA, even though he gives up so much hard contact. I think he's number one in the major leagues and, and highest hard hit percentage allowed. Gives up an absolute moonshot to KB, and it's one nothing Rockies. Right I'm now. glad you brought that point up because Bumgarner has struggled, even though his numbers don't necessarily reflect mm-hmm. that. And I think you could see some issues, especially in that ballpark at Chase Field. Very hitter-friendly. I, I always get frustrated that the Diamondbacks are not a better team than they are because, to me, it's a great place to live in the Phoenix-Scottsdale area. You've got um, you know, your major metropolitan city. I, I think they should have the money to be able to spend to go get guys. You may not be able to spend like the Dodgers do, but it's also a very hitter-friendly park. You'd love to play there if you're an offensive yeah, player. No question. Uh, Bumgarner, 487 expected fielding independent pitching coming into today yeah. with a 374 ERA. 1-0, that's of, of the early games so far. And also your, uh, the Guardians. I know you advocated uh, backing them today at about $1.40 price. They have tacked on a run in the first inning to give Tristan McKenzie a little bit of support. That's one nothing, and they've got runners on the corners. Nobody out still batting against Kansas City after a Jose Ramirez base hit. So a chance to get all over Jonathan Heasley right away. Yeah, Jose Ramirez has disappeared a little bit and not been as effective as he would have thought he would be, especially the way he started in April and May and even parts of June. But uh, this offense needs to get it going. I thought it was a good opportunity against a... Really, in terms of Heasley, just not a overwhelming pitcher here. You said it's one nothing right now. Yeah, and it's runners on the corners. Nobody out. Oh, nobody count oh, wow. to a Josh Naylor. So this thing could be. Uh, this could it could be a three spot before Young yeah. McKenzie even takes the bump here. Yeah, absolutely. That, that's a good way to start the game if you're the uh, Guardians here in this spot. Especially if you, you know, you're laying a little price on a team on the road. You want no you question. Want to get off to a good start. Uh, let us continue the discussion we were having last segment. We'll continue it here with the New England Patriots. An interesting. Team to discuss them all. Early thoughts for them in 2022. Minus 165 to miss the playoffs this season. And a lot of people on the service will say, wait, it's a Bill Belichick-led franchise here. I know you have thoughts on Bill Belichick in general. We don't have to get into that of all because you've been well documented. (laughs) But uh, I'm sure there's just... It's more the sticker shock, right, than anything. Seeing odds like these on New England to miss the playoffs. And I think a lot of people are probably doing a double take when they see that. Now, where do you stand on the Mac Jones offensive, uh, at least what, what we might see out of New England this year and just where they're at as a, as a whole as a team. Yeah, first of all, I just want to clarify something. I think Belichick is the greatest defensive coach in the history of the game. I just am not necessarily enamored with everyone always wants to give him the credit. I'm like, nah, I think it's 12. It's always been 12. And try and win without 12, oh, you couldn't. Uh, but, you know, to me, when you look at it, this team, I think, caught a little uh, people by surprise. I think Miami mm-hmm. took a huge step back with two starting at quarterback. Um 
and then the Jets struggled. So they were in a weak division. I think Miami should be better this year. I think the Jets will take a little bit of a step forward. They were competitive against Tennessee and Cincinnati at home. Can they translate on the road in certain situations? So I think that'll all be crucial for New England. Then the other thing is Mac Jones. Now there's some tape on him. How do teams fare against him knowing what he can do, what his strengths and weaknesses are? Defensive coordinators generally tend to be very, excuse me, very effective in terms of figuring somebody out. Because Mac's not going to beat you over the top. You got to make him take away some of the underneath stuff. If you can do that, I think you can be far more effective. I like Damian Harris to the tailback. Um, I still think, though, the AFC is a little bit too competitive for the Patriots to be able to really make a, a, a legitimate push this year. And what we'll see here, because we talked about that last segment, you make the point again, Amal, is that when we look at our second list of teams, a little clump of four, all four that we're going to look at, four teams that missed the playoffs last year but are favored to make it this year, they all come out of the AFC in yeah. what is perceived to be a very deep conference. Baltimore, Denver, Indianapolis, and the LA Chargers. That so the AFC West, which has been that that one division that everybody's been hyping up. I mean, even there's a lot of love on the Raiders too this year. Even though I mean, who who knows what we're going to get out of Josh McDaniels in his second stint as a head coach? But certainly flashy moves they made. Uh, what do you make between the Broncos and the Chargers? And the, the odds are pretty comparable. You see on the screen, Broncos minus one forty to make the playoffs. Chargers minus 150. Who do you give the edge to heading into 2022? I give the edge to the Chargers because I think they're a more complete football team. They had Khalil Mack to go with Joey Bosa there. I think Justin Herbert, he had a great year last year. I think you're going to see an even better Justin Herbert. And there's not a bigger Russell Wilson fan than me. But I think the Denver defense is a little bit blown out of proportion. How good will they be? Bradley Chubb, every, every year they talk about him, he's not Von Miller. And he, he's, you know, he hasn't been at that level. So let's see what he can do when really the pressure is on. Um, I think the Chargers at 150 are a good bet to make it. Uh, the other team you mentioned in the West, the Raiders, I think they're the best four seed, obviously, to be able to make the playoffs, but I think you could take a shot at them at the division. They had Chandler Jones. I thought the most unsung signing all offseason, Ben. This guy can be very dangerous. I, I like what they have with him, Max Crosby. Um, I love Jones at the tailback position, not to mention the best offensive acquisition in the National Football League in Devontae Adams. I mean, you look at all four of these teams in this division, I believe the other three teams have gotten better. Jones to the Raiders and Devontae Adams, uh, Khalil Mack to the to the Chargers, and then Russell Wilson to the Broncos, while the, the Kansas City Chiefs lose Tyreek Hill. So it's hard to justify a team like that all of a sudden being more effective offensively. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can truly quantify the loss of Tyreek Hill. Yeah, you can say Miko Hardman. He's not Tyreek Hill. Nobody's going to disagree with you on that yeah. either. I mean, that that's just a fact right yeah. there. And uh, on your, your Chandler Jones point, too, a, a guy who comes into last year basically saying he wants out from the preseason and wa- requesting right. a trade to come out and have, what, five sacks in the opener and to just to be as dominant of a force as he was while making it very apparent to everybody else he did not want to be in Arizona. Yeah. Like that, you, you don't see that very often, especially in today's NFL. Guy ends up with uh, 10 and a half sacks, 41 tackles last year. I think there's something to be said, too. And, and as you mentioned, not many people talking about the Jones signing because he's a defensive guy, not as big of a sticker price as compared to, like, I'd say, a Devontae Adams, who will certainly make more waves from a, an overall narrative standpoint. Look, I was a little bit slow to the Devontae Adams party. I always thought DeAndre Hopkins was the best receiver in football. Um, to me, Adams has now separated himself so far ahead of everybody else's mm-hmm. route running, his ability to get open. And think about this. He's going to be able to do this now for 17 games and no weather conditions. So how comfortable and good do you feel if you're Adams and Carr? Um, you mentioned Chandler Jones. You know, this guy's probably been the most underrated and criminally underrated player in the NFL for the last half a dozen years. You know, we talk about T.J. Watt and rightfully so. I think Watt's the best edge rusher in football. Um, but, you know, I thought Khalil Mack is a little bit overrated 
Um, but to me, Chandler Jones is a guy that's flown under the radar. He gets traded for New England, goes to Arizona, a place where people kind of forget about you. I think it's a great opportunity for him to have a great, great year here. You see the schedule for the Raiders, eight and a half, the win total, pretty even juice right now. It is funny you make the Devontae Adams point as well with having having come from Green Bay. Only three, likely only three uh, potential cold weather games, and that's you know week, week 11, 12, and 16 where they're going to be outdoors. And, and look, it's fascinating, too, when you, when you think about that for a yeah. guy like Adams, who had to, had to do it under the at least certainly suboptimal conditions that you get when you have to play at Lambeau and, and you're a member of the Packers. Yeah, week 11 at Denver, so it shouldn't be too bad in November. And then you, you mentioned the, uh, which other games were there? It's Seattle week 12 on the road, yeah. and then week 16 at Pittsburgh would yeah, be the other that, one. Yeah. You know, the Steelers could be you know completely just you know going downhill at that point in time, but you can't count Mike Tomlin out. He's never had a losing record uh, in the Steel City, so yep. we'll see what happens there. Cannot, it's not, not safe to just say, oh, they're, they're a cross-off. You cannot do that. The, the team, too, that just it, it pains me to even bring up the Colts and all because I had them in season at plus 140 to make the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. All they had, and I think I had that bet maybe week 10, all they had to do was beat Jacksonville as a 17-point favorite uh, and could not do it on the final Sunday of the season. Very painful. They immediately made the decision. Let's, let's shed the Carson Wentz uh, decision, get him away for, as far away from the franchise as possible. So they're nearly a $2 favorite now to bounce back, bringing in Matt Ryan this year. Are you, are you sold on what they've done in the offseason, the Colts? Um, I don't know. I, I mean, I'm not sure what Matt Ryan's going to be. I mean, I get one man's trash, trash is another man's treasure, and I kind of feel like that about Carson Wentz going to Washington and Matt Ryan going to Indianapolis. I think Matt Ryan will be an upgrade over Carson Wentz. He doesn't mm-hmm. have the injury history. He's had a much more long-term success in this league than Carson Wentz has, but does he give you enough? Look, you got a tremendous, you've got an elite, elite running back in Jonathan Taylor. I think this team is built to win right now in a weak division. You know, you mentioned that tough beat you took against the Colts uh, in Jacksonville. I thought Trevor Lawrence played his best game of his career so far in that game. He looked like the first overall pick and why they drafted him. But if you were the Colts, I, I would have gone and got somebody that I thought could really help me. I don't know who that person might have been. But I don't believe it's Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't believe it's Matt Ryan. Maybe there's not anybody out there that the Colts saw or thought that could help them better than potentially Matt Ryan. So for me, that's where I have a little bit of a sticking right. point. And I think it's I think it's also a good exercise too to do this now and identify what teams you're kind of just lukewarm on, and you don't because yeah. you don't have to have an opinion, nor should you, on all necessarily 32 teams. It is just interesting for the Colts though to have done have to have made the the signing for Philip Rivers when they did, and to mm-hmm. have seen how that played out. Right, yeah. where a guy very much at the tail end of his career pretty much gave them like the maximum output was a wild card appearance. And again, they were very game two years ago against Buffalo on the road, could have won that game, but you kind of like, you saw what that outcome was. Right. And so to go back to the well and say, Oh, we're going to basically do not the exact same thing, but in a very similar echelon type quarterback, just, it's just an interesting decision to me. And maybe it's because of the market where it was at. I think you bring up a great point for three consecutive years. Now you're looking at three different starting quarterbacks, guys Mm -hmm. that are probably in a downward trend in a variety of different ways, um, whether it's Carson Wentz with injuries and inconsistency, Philip Rivers back end of his career, same with Matt Ryan. I would have liked to have seen them take a shot, not in this particular draft, but last year with a quarterback. Um, but it's hard. So they're kind of in that tweener situation, right? right? Like you're an in-between situation. So we'll see what happens to the Colts. But I just don't want the good years of Jonathan Taylor to go to waste because he's a tremendous tailback. I'm completely right on that. The Guardians did add one more run in the top of the first inning. Uh, they lead it 2-0 now, bottom of the first inning. We'll update the rest of the score, see if any, anybody else has attacked runs on the board, and then talk some college football with Brandon Marcello, who joins us from 24-7 Sports. Talk at all sort of conference realignment topics on this Saturday afternoon. That is next when we welcome you back on Betting Across America. 
This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The VEASAN Summer Special is here. It's only $19, and you get everything VEASAN has to offer from now to the end of July. Sign up today, and you'll get VEASAN's daily best bets, including Adam Burke on Major League Baseball, NFL preseason coverage, and premium articles on golf, UFC, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $19 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash summer. Well, the struggle bus for Patrick Corbin and all has not really changed here today in Atlanta. One of the big favorites on the card today. They have struck early. The Braves with a two-run shot. Austin Riley had some dark horse MVP buzz last year. Not really getting any of it this year, but he's at now his 22nd in a a 2-0 game, bottom of the first. Good start to the first part of the All-Star break and Braves rolling once again at home against the Nats. That's uh, pretty pretty solid. Again, you had to lay a pretty hefty price today. But hey, you taught you your strategy is run line in a lot of these spots. It was about I'm minus a huge run line guy. I don't generally, yeah. unless it, even like today, I, I didn't end up playing these early games. I know Brand's going to join us in a second, yeah. but I want to take the White Sox. I didn't end up taking them, and I want to take the Cardinals. But both of them have been run line plays, and it looks like the Cardinals probably won't cover the run line, but I, I just like the value on it. Nothing, nothing there. Cardinals, Philly still. Nothing, nothing. Uh, bottom of the eighth. Uh, let's talk a little college football. It has been quite the hectic week slash. A couple of weeks, even just the last uh, few days here have been crazy. As we we welcome in Brandon Marcello, who writes for 24-7 Sports at Marcello on the uh, Twitter machine. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm sure it has been kind of the whirlwind for you, just like it's been for all of us. I saw you writing this morning, too, about uh, the Big Ten. We saw some quotes coming out of Iowa and their athletic director. Let's start Big Ten first, and then we'll talk kind of national picture here. What's the latest on their potential realignment, and where do we stand right now? Well, I think a lot of us kind of got ahead of ourselves and everybody thinking that just dominoes are just going to start falling left and right. And listen, we're just a little over a week removed from USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten. And everybody seems to think like, what's the holdup with other teams joining? But listen, the Big Ten, the SEC, they're not out there scouring the nation, looking around and trying to pick up some teams to expand right now. Now, that could change again, but that's going to take Notre Dame going out to the Big Ten or the SEC saying, hey, we want to join you, and then they start going through that process again. But listen, a lot of Big Ten administrators, they're on vacation. You know, Kevin Warren was on a beach somewhere a couple days ago, so (laughs) I I don't think that we're going to see anything imminent from that standpoint. Now, the teams to watch really are those four teams remaining in the Pac-12 South and what they want to do. Are they going to stand pat for now? and wait to see kind of what the Pac-12 and its leadership does to try and secure things in the future. I think that this is a process that might be something that works out over the next couple of months to few months as everybody kind of sits back to wait and see if a, what best what moves are best and what makes business sense. But I don't I don't foresee the SEC or the Big 10 seeking members, but I do see the Big 12 uh, doing so, but I think those Pac-12 teams are probably going to stand pat for a little bit to figure out what exactly is on the horizon as the Pac-12 tries to, you know, negotiate a new TV deal of its own here over the next 30 days. Brandon, I get your point on why the Big 12 would be looking to acquire potential teams to join their conference. The rumor of Washington and Oregon going to the Big 10 was there for a little bit. I understand why Washington, Seattle market, good history there, but with Oregon. Help me understand why they'd be an attractive team because Phil Knight is in his 80s. Let's say the support for Oregon dries up a little bit with Nike moving forward. 
What is attractive about the Oregon Ducks? I mean, it's not a big market. They've not had a tremendous amount of success on the field. They're, you know, one of the nice things that they do that makes it convenient for everybody. They give you the number of national titles they've won at the center of their 50-yard line every week when you see them play. I mean, I, I just don't get the affinity for the Ducks. Yeah, I don't think that if you were to really break down the numbers, the Big Ten would sit there and go, Oregon and Washington just makes a lot of sense to us. Yeah. It would help add value to our conference. And to be quite honest, the pieces of the pie would get smaller if Oregon and Washington were to join, both of them. And we talk about Oregon, everybody's just kind of obsessed with the football prowess and what they've been able to do in the past, but it hasn't been necessarily consistent. It's been a little up and down, and you're exactly right. You have to wonder how valuable will Oregon be in five or 10 years, or for that matter, I mean, you're joining a new conference 20 years from now or 30 years from now if you want to be a longtime member. And again, this is going to be a situation where it's going to take Oregon and Washington probably teaming up because you're going to need a dance partner for this, much like USC and UCLA, to go in and convince the Big Ten, hey, we would be a good move into your conference. And here's why. Now, that takes Oregon to crunch their own numbers as well and present the best, mm -hmm. best side of that. But I guarantee you, people within the Big Ten, they have been offered exactly what other teams would present to them because as Gary Barta, the Iowa AD said uh, recently uh, teams, teams and programs have been calling the big 10 office for a while now. And the big 10 has been keeping their leadership uh, aware of those calls and who it is. And the fact that those calls are coming in and nothing's been made serious other than USC and UCLA. I think that's enough to tell you where things maybe probably stand within Oregon or Washington. Now, that could obviously change, but I'm not so sure that Oregon and Washington are just going to be dagnabbit. We need these guys right away. I, I, I don't see the Big Ten needing to make that move in time for 2024. Brandon, you mentioned USC and UCLA. I want to ask you, and I know everyone talks about football, but the Trojans and the Bruins have been historically great conference of champions in other sports. Water polo. A friend of mine's the uh, beach volleyball coach at USC. He won a national title this past year, Dane Blanton. I look at some of these programs. What happens now when you got to go to the Big Ten to play these games in basketball? What's the travel schedule? The Pac-12 in college basketball is the greatest schedule setup. Thursday at the Palouse, Saturday in Seattle, Oregon, uh, Corvallis. I'm um, excuse me, Eugene Corvallis. What happens now to these other sports? I get everyone's enamored with football, but what about everything else? You're going to see some uh, some road trips where they're having to kind of pack things in, where you're trying to stay in one location. And you're on the road for three, four, five, six days, maybe. And a lot of these kids are taking their classes remotely um, uh, on the school bus and then the, on the airplane in the hotel rooms. It's kind of how it is. And to be quite honest, a lot of these kids are already doing that uh, during the season, even when they're in the Big Ten and they're geographically centrally located. Same with any conference. A lot of these guys are doing doing those classes that way. Heck, I remember... Uh, a Thursday night college football opener this past season. It was Boise State, UCF, right? It was a mm -hmm. Thursday night game. Big rain delay. And guess what? One of Boise State's players during the rain delay went and did a class remotely and Skyped in in his football pads in the locker mm -hmm. room. So th these kids are kind of used to that. I think I think we make a lot about uh, this travel schedule. Listen, traveling sucks, especially for a kid and when you're going around everything, but it's not going to be something that's just substantially terrible to a point where you're going, how are they going to afford it? They're going to be able to afford it. It's just a lot of these kids are just going to be doing a lot of their 
a lot more of their classes, a greater percentage of them remotely. Again, Brandon Marcello joining us. You can follow him at B Marcello. Uh, they're on, on uh, Twitter covering college football nationally for 24-7 sports. And I, I know it's funny. We'd seen, too, this is we don't usually don't talk like the offshore market and anything, but there are some books in faraway places where you can bet on the realignment, like Notre Dame and Oregon are kind of the co-favorites to get the next accepted bid from the Big Ten, each plus 150. Where do you see Notre Dame just long-term going in all this? A, t- a, a program and an uh, a overall university that has kind of resisted uh, those those wheels have changed for some time, and they've had offers in the past, but they've always felt like their value was higher as an independent fr- uh, independent franchise. Where do you see them going here in the next couple of years? Well, I mean, listen, they're obviously in a position of strength right now, and then also you got to consider they've got their own TV contract that's really coming up for renewal as well and for negotiation with NBC and potentially others. I mean, Notre Dame, it's got to make sense on two facets immediately. One, financially, are we going to make more money than we're making now? or somewhere in that neighborhood, and will there be growth? Um, secondly, uh, and, and, and I guess what I would say 1A with that, is it possible that Notre Dame would earn more money within the structure than, say, a Michigan or even Ohio State if they were to join the Big Ten? Would they want to be like Texas in the Big 12 where we're getting a bigger share of the money if that's the case? And would the Big Ten even be open to that? Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, secondly, does it make sense competitively and I, I always go back to this when we talk about it. And I know it's all we're always talking about football, but the thing is, is football drives everything. Notre Dame, under the previous playoff format proposal that was going to be uh, approved until things kind of blew up with Texas and OU joining the SEC, that proposal was that a team without a conference could not get a first round by the new playoff. That means Notre Dame, even if it was number one in the poll, in the college football playoff poll, had to play a first-round buy. I had to play a first-round game instead of getting a buy. Notre Dame was okay that. Jack Schwarbrick was on that working group committee that came up with this plan. But as they sit back and look at this, would that necessarily be enough to push them into, okay, we got to join a conference. Everything's right. changing even more. I don't think that would be a singular thing that would push them, but it could be a factor because between now and May, there will be a new college football playoff format in place, and we will know what it is, and it'll probably be approved. It should be approved. Mark Keenum, the the, the chair of that board, told me a month ago, we're going to get this done within the next calendar year. I think Notre Dame makes a decision here between now and May. A lot happening right now in the college football landscape. I appreciate, as always, you joining Brandon. Again, follow B. Marcello as well on Twitter. Brandon, thanks so much for joining us. We're going to talk some college football confidence meter with Amal Shaw when we come back. Some interesting teams to discuss there with one Mr. Shaw. That is next on the other side of this break here on Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Betty Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM is pitching baseball fans a chance to swing for the fences. Register using code VSIN200 and win $200 in free bets when you place a $10 money line wager on any Major League Baseball game and either team hits a home run regardless of your bet's outcome. Enjoy baseball like never before with BetMGM all season long. Sign up today with the King of Sportsbooks. Eligibility restricted supply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire in seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It is a bonanza all in Kansas City for the Cleveland Guardians. Four spot in the second inning. They've already uh, knocked out the starting pitcher there uh, for the Royals today uh, in uh, in Heasley. Out uh, inning in a third, six runs, five earned. All Guardians in what you, uh, you had talked about, a spot you liked. Backing the youngster, Tristan McKenzie, there only in the uh, top of the second here. Six zip. Yeah, I, I just thought the Guardians were due for a breakout game and having lost five in a row against teams that they were still better than, and we see it so far today. Mm-hmm. In the meantime, Rangers strike first. You, yeah. you said that might be a tough spot there for the Twins against a really solid lefty in Martin Perez. Cole Calhoun, three-run shot. Uh, Rangers take a 3 nothing lead, bottom of the second. Astros have struck first as well uh, in Oakland. Two-run top of the second there. As they lead the uh, the A's at the moment to nothing, and then Luis Urias hits a solo homer for the Milwaukee Brewers. I did finally get to show you during one of our breaks yeah. that uh, that running that uh, that that send from the third base coach last night on what was basically with runners on the corners and two outs in a four two game, basically a a looping single to right center where they tried to score the runner from first and yeah. it did not go well. Made no sense in that particular spot why they sent him, but. Um... You know, if you you brought up a good point. They're facing Hater. They thought it'd be a difficult scenario to get another hit on him, uh, but that was one where I think you have to be a lot more cautious. It, it was just an egregious error. Hey, that cost the, uh, the at least for the run line backers. That was that was rough. Oh yeah, you right. it with yeah. the Brewers. It was a four-two game. Hey, but you go to you probably go to extra innings. Who knows what yeah, happens exactly. there? It said Brewers win last night four-three. Quickly up one nothing today on the Urias solo shot, uh, and then uh, the struggling pitchers duel. 
of Madison Bumgarner and Kyle Freeland there in Arizona. Three spot for the D-backs bottom of the first off of Freeland. And uh, he's already in some trouble again in the bottom of the second. 3-1 D-backs there. Yeah, Arizona losing last night. Good bounce back spot for them at home. We'll see, though, if Bumgarner can keep this team at bay. Colorado generally outside of uh, Phoenix, though, they hit the ball well there, but they struggle on the road usually hitting the baseball. And that's why you might be saying, oh, well, these two pitchers, they're not playing well. Let me just jump in on an in-game total. But you just can't really trust what you get out of Colorado away from Coors Field. I just uh, pulling pulling this up right now. Rockies, D-backs, that's a live total now. 11.5, juiced over minus 115 at MGM. Yeah, that's a big number there. I think this game could get over that total even on the end game at 11.5 yeah. because this can be some offense uh, of output. Usually you get a hitter-friendly ballpark at Chase anyway. And already with a quick start with both teams. I don't know what the scenario is right now. You mentioned there were probably runners on base, but um, this could be an important inning for Freeland if he's going to stay in this game. And Freeland leadoff walk to Geraldo Perdomo. So the command not to, not exactly there right now yeah. uh, for Kyle Freeland. And then we're nothing, nothing now to the ninth inning in uh, in that Phillies-Cardinals game. So we'll continue to track that. Cardinals and Dakota Hudson were a slight favorite at about twenty there. All right, after we just had a nice football discussion, more on a general you know, macro standpoint with the conferences. Again, it's not like it has a whole lot to do with betting, but it is just interesting this time of year talking college football conference realignment. But what the thing we can now discuss, and all that does relate to betting, is uh, some of these teams who are uh, heavily favored and, and priced accordingly to win their respective conferences. And we want to get a mall's confidence meter on a number of these uh, different teams. So, number one, a team of all is very familiar with, and a conference you are very familiar with, Ohio State. The Buckeyes, $2.5 favorites to win the Big Ten Championship this year, uh, Amal, after uh, failing to get to the Big Ten title game for the first time in, what, uh, a decade last year. Expectations very high this year in Columbus. What would your confidence meter be uh, if we look at Ohio State? We'll, we'll show the full uh, full variety of odds that you can have on them this year. College football playoff, they are one of the betting favorites at plus 350, a minus $2.5 or so just to make it in the final four this year yeah using a scale of one to five five being a complete confidence i would say a five on this team i think they're going to run rough shot over the big 10 michigan really loses a talent a lot of talent from what they had last year uh, i just don't think penn state's got the pieces to be able to knock off ohio state they'll be competitive they always are against the buckeyes they there are just certain opponents that know how to play certain teams and penn mm-hmm. state knows how to play ohio state uh in that game in state college i think it'll be a real challenge for them in this one but to me I think the Buckeyes should run comfortably through the Big Ten. I think the price, though, is a little bit high at minus 250. I think you can find a Buckeye season win total at 10.5 and minus $2. I would go over on that. I was I was thinking about that, too. That, that feels like a better bet where yeah. you've got, you have the insurance of one loss in there as right. well, and you don't know how the rest of the conference plays out. You're saving, you know, you're saving yourself 50 cents of juice. You see the schedule there uh, with, with Ohio State. They are a 14.5-point favorite, by the way, week one. Game day in Columbus against uh, Notre Dame to kick off the season. Uh, to the SEC, this will be number two. So, again, we're going to show the confidence meter. Uh, put that meter all the way to the right on a mall for Ohio State this year to win the Big Ten. But Alabama, they are a $1.25 favorite to win the SEC. Remember, they did win the SEC championship right. last year. Just lost to the college football playoff. Uh, plus 190 favorites to win the college football playoff uh, this season with a, a total of 11.5. That's the only team with an 11.5 total where if you think they go undefeated, it, it is plus 110 in the regular season. Now, 1-5, to five, where's your confidence level at in those uh, the variety of statements there on Alabama getting back to the promised land this year? A 5 as well on them. I think they're going to dominate the league, and then it comes out in the SEC championship game. We probably should have a rematch between them and Georgia, but I think they're a more complete team than Georgia is this year. Um, you know, the one concern you have with Alabama coming into the season is the offensive line. J.C. Latham's probably going to start at left tackle. Uh, we'll see if Brockmeyer is also there at left guard, but uh, this team's going to be interesting 
in terms of how effective they can be. They're, they're very dangerous. Got a ton of talent, especially defensively. Will Anderson, uh, you know, th- this guy's going to be a first-team All-American. Uh, Henry Toa Toa at the linebacker position. They bring in Eli Ricks, Jamar Gibbs at the tailback position. This is going to be a fun watch with this Alabama team this year. And we certainly we certainly expect that. And now you'd also think, right, more more value if you just lay the price to them to win the SEC as opposed to you get a plus 110 going undefeated. But we saw them win the league last year with, with a regular season loss. And you get, I mean, you're at least taking out the possibility there of, yeah. of that happening. So that certainly seems like the smart way to attack it. Uh, let's go number three. We'll just go rapid fire on all these. Clemson, minus 140 to win the ACC. Man, are we, uh, are we expecting just a pretty casual bounce back uh, to form? Now, granted, the rest of the ACC, as you'll talk about, who knows how strong it really is top to bottom. How confident would you be in, in the Clemson Tigers uh, getting back to the top of the ACC after a down year in 21? Uh, I think they will. I'll probably put them at about a four, but I didn't realize they were minus money. I thought they were plus money to win the league. Um, you know, the big question mark is quarterback. Uh, DJ Uyunglele, what is he going to be able to do and how effective is he going to be? That's the big concern and question mark you have if you're a Clemson. Defensively, they're going to be elite. Brian Brzee, uh, Miles Murphy, the, you do lose Venables, the defensive coordinator, and I think long-term it's going to be a huge blow to Dabo Sweeney. If you look at Dabo Sweeney's record at Clemson without Brent Venables and with Brent Venables, a huge, huge difference there as he goes to Oklahoma as now the head coach there. Um, but I don't know. I, I don't. My, Miami with Van Dyke, I like him a lot. But I don't know if they're a legitimate threat to be able to win the conference. Uh, Pittsburgh takes a big step back without Kenny Pickett and without Jordan Addison, who goes to USC as a transfer. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, I, I think this should be a clear-cut opportunity for uh, Clemson. The one team that I like is a long shot in this league, uh, In Ben. I like uh, the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. Mm. Sam Hartman back under center. Yeah. Very intelligent team. They're going to play to their strengths. Hartman doesn't make a lot of mistakes at quarterback. If they get a little more on the defensive side yeah. this year, where they were in so many shootouts where it was like, you Absolutely. score 49, we'll score 52 hey. last year. That was kind of the Demon Deacons in, in a nutshell. Uh, and that is ACC. And speaking of Brent Venables, who now is in Norman at Oklahoma, his first head coaching position, but he's no no stranger there to Norman. Oklahoma, plus 175 to win the Big 12 in their first year. Uh, Sands Lincoln Riley after his exodus to USC, who we'll get to in just a second. Uh, one through five, what would your confidence level be in OU winning the Big 12? Probably one or two. Um, you know, I'd pick them to win the league, but I, I don't think it's a slam dunk by any stretch. This is going to be a competitive league. Baylor's going to be pretty good. Let's see what Texas does against Alabama. That'll be critical for them in terms of how you measure them moving forward into the rest of the season. Um, Oklahoma State says Spencer Sanders back under center. That helps offensively. They do lose Knowles, the defensive coordinator. Uh, but to me, I, I, I want to see how Oklahoma does with Dylan Gabriel potentially getting the start there. Remember, he's the UCF transfer that's going to come in and play quarterback there, left-hander, good mobility. Uh, you still have Marvin Mims, who's a tremendous wide receiver, Mario Williams as well. I'm sorry, Mario Williams has gone to USC, but um, the, uh, Theo Weiss uh, and company, th- this would be interesting to see what happens here. Last one, USC with Lincoln Riley, with Caleb Williams, the quarterback, coming over from OU, 2-1 to one to win the Pac-12 this year. So if I don't believe they're going to win the league, is that a 1 or a 0? <laughs> that's a good question. Where do you? I mean, you can set the meter wherever you want. You well, I'm going to say points. so. I'm gonna, yeah, there we go. I'm going to go with zero. Uh, let's go with one. I'll tell you why because I think Utah's winning the league, Ben. I think Utah's the best team. Spencer, uh, sorry, Cam Rising back under center. Um, this team plays a Florida. I think they're going to beat the Gators in the swamp. That'll give them a ton of confidence. And remember, SC goes to Salt Lake at Rice Eccles on September uh, October 15th. Crucial, crucial game. This team, you're not going to out-physical Utah. And as good as Lincoln Riley's team can be offensively, I still think the problem is defensively. And that's a concern you have with the Trojans. I like Utah to be able to win the league. So I would say USC at a one on the meter. Boom. So 
Ohio State, Bama are five yeah. for, for them all. Uh, Clemson, what, like a four? But yeah, you don't like three, the price? Yeah, probably uh, three and, and a half. OU, USC, down to like a one. Yeah, absolutely. One or two. With, I'll give you Oklahoma two. Right. I like Venables a lot. The confidence meter with a mall show. These, I love these. They're so fun. We'll talk a little uh, MLB divisional odds because we have a couple interesting divisions where we both have thoughts on uh, who might represent some value at the midway uh, point of the year. We'll discuss that in our final hour of Betting Across America coming up next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 